So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. and gentlemen i am dr chris featherstone this guy to the right of me is vince russo and we've got a, someone in the bottom there reading a book oh i'm sorry hey how's it going bill afters in the oh, it's great great to be here and i'm thrilled you were saying that i am so. thrilled to be back with you chris and uh um Vince Russo and I haven't seen each other in a long time. Yes, they were bromancing. Uh, for we, we were bromancing with uh, the original bros because we've known each other actually since Vince got into the business. Very uh, nice. He was, uh, I was telling him that he and uh, John Arizzi produced the first wrestling convention I ever nice. remember going to and photographing. And then when Vince was uh, 
at uh, WWF and not allowed to talk to any of the people from the magazines. We talked all the time and uh, I love them to death. This is, uh, Chris, you are looking, uh, the people watching this show on Sports Kita, this is the original gimmick right here, bro. Hey, this, I appreciate that. This is the, the greatest gimmick of all time, bro. This man right here, this man right here, and I'm going to say this now, Chris. You know, a lot of people you always hear about the WWE Hall of Fame and who's who's not in it that should be in it. Mr. Raptor, there are three people at the top of my list. It's it, it the the WWE Hall of Fame will always be a sham until these three people are in the Hall of Fame. Are you ready, Mr. Raptor? Right. It's George Napolitano, Frank Amato, the other photographer around Too the smart. ring. Too smart. Third guy. Are you ready, Mr. Raptor? I'm ready. <laughs> you and I will agree on this one. Come on, Mr. Raptor. Yeah. Yeah. The great Ivan Koloff? Come on. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Here's another one that's laughable to me. The great Steve Lombardi, bro. Unless we are, unless we are ranking this on a one-loss record, how many superstars already in the Hall of Fame did Steve Lombardi get over? That, well, it, not only that, he has a great loss record too. Yes, exactly. True. And of yeah. course, Doctor Chris, the legendary, uh, the Pope, the Master, uh, the greatest Jerry Lewis impersonator. A uh, personal friend of Tiny Tim, the yeah. great Bill. How how is there a Hall of Fame without Bill Apter, Doctor? How how there is no Hall of Fame. Well, I'm going to show Bill. you something. I have over here. I'm in six. This is my ladder of success. Look, look I'm at in sixteen different. I'm in sixteen different Hall of Fames. Are you serious, bro? Yeah. That is all. What's it's my sixteen for? different Hall of Fames? Bro. That is. And you're not in the WWE Hall of Fame. No, not in the WWE Hall of Fame. You know, it's funny that um, uh, people have brought that up to um, uh, to Paul, uh, Triple H, Hunter, Hearst Helmsley. And uh, uh, he said, you know, he's heard a lot of people wanting me in there. And he says, you know, eventually we should uh, uh, find a good reason and do this. Because there is a lot of people in the, uh, in the later years of the WWE E, the younger fans and stuff like that that don't have that historic knowledge of uh, who I am in the wrestling business. So, yeah, I mean, I'm on the network. I have a I have a conspiracy theory of why you're not in the WWE Hall of Fame. Let me listen to. Can I tape this? Okay, oh, yeah, I'm gonna have to tap wait, wait, in. Let me, Dr. Get my, Chris. let me get my cassette recorder here. Okay, get it ready, Chris. I'm gonna tap you Hold in on. on this. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a sec. Go ahead. It is possible, Chris. Mm-hmm. That Vince McMahon. Wait, I got the cassette. Okay, go ahead, put the cassette in. Okay. It is possible that uh, Vince McMahon has induct already inducted Pil- uh, Bill Apter into the WWE Hall of Fame, but nobody understood what he was nobody saying. Heard him. Nobody yeah, heard Mr. Him. McMahon, can you make the uh, induction of the Hall of Fame? Of- well, no, no, no. The, the deal is, I heard I was inducted, but I was banned from. WWE. <laughs> that could be that be, could be the case. Don't let but... him bring a camera into this building. Unquestioned. No, that's not Vince McMahon anymore, Bill. After no, no as more. We've Vince. seen in the past couple of weeks. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Go ahead, go ahead, Doc. No, no, no. What, what, I didn't I didn't understand what you said. Let me, let let me, me do you're, my you're, gimmick, you're, Bill, after. Let no, me do no, my no, gimmick. Go right ahead. You're <laughs> really about not to understand. Go ahead, uh, Mr. McMahon. And Doc, the great Bill after. Go ahead. No. I need to make a special Go ahead, Chris. Announce he's a pro-life legend of business and he's a really good name. He's a build out job to more wrestling. Good job. Congratulations. There it is, right there. Well, unquestionably, this is younger Vince and you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> what well, I'm older Vince and I didn't need anything. Chris, I cannot hear when they're doing the vignettes. And I think we talked about this on another show, Chris. When they're doing the vignettes backstage with Vince, not only can you not hear him, but you also can't hear the other person. Can hear theory. They correct. used to mic these people yes. really well backstage. And now, you know, I, I have to literally turn my oh, that's uh, what I did. Sony TV up to like 140. That's what I right. did. I'm putting my yes. thing up to 50. Like, so yes. can I please try to understand what the man is trying right. to say? Mumbling Vince is a gimmick, very, Bill. Very grateful. For yes, indeed. Yes, I, indeed. Oh, yeah. Well, let me, let me ask let me ask Mr. Raptor a question. Now, Mr. Raptor, Bill or wonderful Will. No, Mr. Raptor, you always be Mr. Raptor. Listen, we listen, Chris. I hope you learned on our Instagram show the first show with DDP. Mm-hmm. DDP ain't gonna bury anything, which is gonna make it very, very, very difficult. Because Mr. Raptor, when something is bad, I say it's bad. I want to ask your opinion on this, okay? I I had the uh, honor and privilege of writing for Mr. McMahon, okay, when he was full of piss and vinegar, and him and Austin had some of the greatest television in the history of wrestling. I had the honor to be smack in the middle of that. When I'm watching these scenes now with, you know, Vince and Austin Theory, I am thinking this tarnishes his legacy. I, for one, Mr. I don't want to see Vince McMahon in this light. I'm sorry. Does that make me a bad guy? No, no, no. It's a, a, uh, you know, this may sound very crazy, and as you know, I'm always protecting the business. Right. I, my one of the people who uh, uh, I won't mention his name on here, but he said Bill After's book sucks because he doesn't bury anybody. <laughs> um, you know who I'm talking. But about. I don't think that's and, I don't think that's burying him. I'm no, just, no, no, yeah. no. What, Go ahead. what I want to say is that a I think in terms of televised video production. They could make what they're doing with he and Austin Theory, where he can Vince can look a lot better and sound a lot better. I think a lot to do with this is like when they take a an older star in show business and they bring them out of retirement. You know they're not going to look great, and they, maybe they're further behind the camp, but further away from the camera. Maybe they're made up a little, or they're not on as long, but they're very close. They're shooting from almost up above. Yeah, as well. And, you know, people don't think of that. And it just it doesn't put him in a good light. They're not not protecting him. They're not protecting. I I agree with that. I agree with that statement. Yes. And why is he? The other thing is, I know he's still traveling with uh, the Raw show, but why is he actually even uh, even doing this at this point? 
what boost is ratings? What is what's that? Boost ratings. But are the ratings going up? That you know why? Because they're also not public. That when he used to be on, or Shane used to be on, or Stephanie, they always plugged that McMahon was going to be on there. They don't do that anymore. Mr. McMahon will be here with the special announcement about Austin Theory Monday night. Okay, yeah. I might want to watch that. Yeah. But I don't know he's going to be on. Yeah. Yeah. Great points, Mr. Raptor. Well, we got a couple super chats. We'll start off with Jason Robbins with a $2 super chat. Bro, Vince, any blackjack lands? Oh, yeah. I mean, Jason, if you listen to uh, Russo'sBrand.com, I mean, Chris, you know, and and Bill, like he was really my mentor at, at the WWE. No question about it, bro. I started off with vignettes and producing talent and writing the vignettes. And uh, uh, Blackjack took me uh, under his uh, under his wing, man. He was a uh, he was a great great mentor of mine and taught me so so much. Like around 1995 ish, 94, he nice. taught me so much, man. Uh, he was great. He was great, Jack Lanza. I mean, Bill, you you must have known Jack for a long time, right? I did. I knew him back in the uh, days when he was in the WWA with uh, uh, Bobby Heenan, and. Uh, uh, bruiser in that territory and he was always a nice guy he always came over and said hello to me yeah. and he i knew he wasn't pushing to get in the magazines but we always knew that he was uh he and lanza and i'm sorry he and mulligan and heenan were great material for the magazine so he was very nice he was uh well spoken he was very intelligent person as well he was very well read and uh and he loved the business yeah yeah very yeah. nice and he had a hell of a claw hold. Yes, he did. <laughs> ben sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher. Does uh, my audio does my audio sound bad? No. Uh, wait, 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 which Charlie Brown? Are we talking about the Jimmy Valiant Charlie Brown? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Long story. I, long story. Long story. That's. Uh, Vince, what you was can only find on After One Wrestling, ladies. He's a clown. That Charlie Brown. Yes, yes. Why is everybody always picking on picking you? On Who's me. always riding on the wall? Who's always pooping in the hall? Let me go get my drum. Yes. Charlie Come on Brown. now. Come on now. We can start. And start. I, by the way, the other part of After's Alley, beside a lot of memorabilia, in my other room, I have an entire singing studio in there i'm down there for an hour about every night that is awesome down there is that a show do you have that do you have that show up anywhere that that should be a show well somewhere i think or portland wrestling i think uh, when i did it at cauliflower they put up everything but the music because there was colleague there was a copyright issues but i do i do would you be open to doing a karaoke show with me? Me and you just do karaoke. Would you be open to that? Could we discuss that? I do that? it regularly. I, I entertain Steve Carino's mother for 45 minutes doing our our favorite Barry Manilow stuff. Tremendous. Oh, yeah. I also rap, Vince. Tremendous. I'm the only guy in the world who can rap Barry Manilow. Yeah, let's Yo, Her name was Lola. She was a showgirl at the Copa, Copa Cabana. The hottest spot north of Havana. I got the whole thing. No, no. I, I would definitely. I have. I don't sing any songs that I don't know the lyrics to. I don't use the lyrics. And my, uh, I'm a ballad and Broadway guy. Also do a lot of uh, 
uh, Tom Jones. Stuff. Oh my God. You know, Bill, Bill there are a couple of things yeah, people we'll do. don't know about me. I'm going to share two things with you. Number one, you just said it right there. Tom Jones was my very first idol as a kid. Remember, remember the close up of the microphone, ladies and gentlemen, Tom this, Jones and the hand would grab. No, this the is Tom. This Jones. is Tom Jones. The grab would hit the hand. Would hit. And um, yeah. Uh, what was it? Oh, oh, and here, bro, you talk about show tunes. A lot of people don't notice about me and I am not ashamed. I, I, I've been a, I'm a huge Liza Minnelli mark, man. I've okay. seen Liza many, many times. And con- I love that stuff, Mr. I met her. Uh, and it's part of my Andy Kaufman story that we can tell on another story. I met him, her through uh, Andy Kaufman, but I do a lot of Broadway. Show. My hero from Broadway growing up was a man named Anthony Newley. Do you oh, of course. Him? I know Anthony Newley. What right. kind of fool, what kind of fool am I? Come on, I, man. I do all, I do all his songs. I, I, he helped mentor me in the high school production of Stop the World, I Want to Get Off. So oh, yeah, wow. But Tom Jones used to end his show. He'd go, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. And Ulrich D, Dominic Bobamsa, good night. I yes. was with Diamond Dallas Page and Clint Kimberly at an NWA convention. And he and I and his wife went to Kimberly, rather, went to see Tom Jones. She had no clue who he was. Oh, Never no. heard of him. As soon as Do he you- him, it's not unusual. Of course, but she didn't know, like I know, that he was one of the great ballad singers of yeah. all time. I've been in love so many, so many times. times. I, I mean, I knew we went soul. backstage. We went backstage, and Paige said, I can't believe that Bill Apter is marking out for this guy. I went over to Tom Jones and I said, Could I do a quarter of a ballad song with you? And we sang a couple of bars of uh uh I've been in love so many times. So uh, that song, and uh, but when I stood with him, the shock was he was just a little bit taller than me. Yes. They used to shoot him up. Yeah, yeah. But can anyway, I you, can so I that, tell you? I gotta tell you my quick great. I'm sorry, Doctor Chris. Me and me. No, no. Me, let's uh, do. Ladies and gentlemen, people wonder why we're ten minutes late. Bro, man, wrong. Let's do one night of music. Absolutely. Let me give you my you one. Have, great, do you have a you machine? One, I'm just yeah. alone for the ride. Yes. Man. Let me give Go you my it. one last, my one great Tom Jones story. Go for Wait, it. Do you have Do you have music and a machine to? I got everything. I got okay. everything. We'll just sing whatever you want, bro. Okay. Listen to my one Tom Jones story. You'll get a kick out of this. Okay. On my son's 21st birthday, I dragged him to Las Vegas because he was becoming a man, and I brought him to see Tom Jones. It was the first mm-hmm. time I ever saw Tom Jones, my boyhood hood, hood idol. So I'm sitting there with my son in Vegas, and I'm weeping and crying like a woman. My son's looking at me like, what the frick is wrong with you? But listen to this, Bill. You will get a big kick out of this. Bro, we're getting ready to leave, and I'm getting up. It was like a small theater, not big. Bro, walking right in front of me, exiting the great Tony Curtis. I just about had a heart attack. Wait, wait, wait. The great, you froze there. Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis. I about had a heart attack. All I could say was, Mr. Curtis, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And my son said, who was that? I said, Tony Curtis. And he says, who's that? Ask any kid today who Jerry Lewis is. Oh, well, he was in the oh, he was in the Nutty Professor movie with Eddie Murphy. All right, <laughs> Chris, go okay, ahead. Bro. Enough of this. It's time to go to Raw. <laughs> go ahead, Chris. It's all Chris. We're not going. We're not going. I have Chris. Maybe we can do this on your show because yeah. I do this privately. 
for people who like on Valentine's Day, I'll call 20 people and do 20 minutes each. But I have a whole room here with the tracks and Very a nice. beautiful sound system. And uh, what do you before we get to raw? What do you sing, Vince? What's your go-to song? Uh, well, I, I as a shoot, uh, uh, Mister After, I do a watch along on my Twitch channel every Monday night. Okay. And because we all hate Raw and we're bored by Raw and we just want the show to end, mm-hmm. they donate. Everybody donates five dollars to Russo's brand. I sing the song of their choice. But I usually end up, uh, the last tune I sing is usually Thunder Road by the great Bruce Springsteen. Okay. That's Springsteen. Yes, Springsteen. But anyway. Chris, are we really going to go over the whole show? Not anymore. No. Right here in our <laughs> No, not anymore. We're, we're, this is, this is uh, hey, I'm just alone for the ride, man. I'm, no, I'm sorry, well, I'm I'm sorry we, we got taken right. away, by, but uh, I, I'm a showbiz. Yes, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. We're sorry. We apologize. Listen, listen. You don't have to apologize. This 20 minutes is better than three hours of Raw. That I've Vince, he doesn't know what the cat skills were. Ah, the great Catskills. Three years of my life, three of the best summers of my life. The Catskills? Okay, very nice. Well, what I do know is that MVP started off uh, Raw with Bobby Lashley uh, in a ring promo, and it was interrupted by uh, Biggie. By the way, uh, it's a unanimous vote that uh, this conversation of the past 20 minutes uh, is better than raw, so oh, no uh, don't feel that. don't feel bad. About I, I mean, Chris, did we not say last week? We, did we not say it, it was going to be a tag? I, I mean, I think everybody, every every. I mean, come on, bro. Like yeah, everybody knew we're going to go to a tag because now we got the four people and yep. you know, very. It was it was this. I mean, four people. Yeah. Who's who's missing? The uh, the the four people for the day one match. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Uh, interrupted by Big E. Rollins and Owens attack Lashley. But Bill After, please explain this to me. Why in the world does MVP heal it up? Uh, Minneapolis booze Bobby Lashley. The two heels, Rollins and Owens, attack the most dominant heel in Raw, Bobby Lashley. And the baby face says, huh, I'm going to help the heel who wants to bury me alive, and I'm going to help him. Well, the other the other two guys attacked, attacked by the, the other two guys. The other two guys attacked them. Yeah. And yeah. if we go toward the uh, the mentality of the end of the night, we're supposed to wind up with an unusual tag team pairing of Big E and Bobby Lashley, that's where they were going to. That was their logical reason on doing this, that, oh, my, the, that kid sitting in the chair at 12 years old, oh, my God, Big E and Bobby Lashley are going to team together? That's show me, the, show me that kid, Mr. After. I would yeah. like to meet that kid. I don't yeah. think that kid, yeah. I don't think that kid exists, uh, Mr. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, 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 uh, Vince, your take on it. Why, why, why did it? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you. There's the kid. I saw his name is Paul. I saw something I never thought I'd saw. I saw before. Now, Mister Raptor, you cannot defend this one. 
because I, of all my years of watching, and you could talk about me and my swerves and this, that, and the other thing, I had never seen a baby face figure out the heel's plan, but the heel gets the plan to work anyway yeah. to totally bury the baby face and make him look like a moron. I've never seen that in my life. No, I and I agree with you, but I see. I knew when Biggie. No, I'm t- I'm talking about Edge. edge I'm talking edge. about the Edge. Yeah. I'm talking about the Edge and Maurice when Edge yeah. was one oh, step. Oh, oh, when oh, Edge was, was one step ahead. About... Yeah, Edge was one was step no ahead. Segue. He figured it out. Yeah, I'm sorry. Jump the head there. I'm trying, <laughs> Mr. Raptor. I'm trying to get us through this show. I'm trying to jump ahead. <laughs> trying to get back to. Go ahead, Chris. Come on, Bill. So, what, what was your question about that? <clears throat> go ahead, Chris. Let's go in chronological order. We'll, we'll talk about no, it. We'll no, get no, no. We're, we're, we're good. Keep keeping with this. I thought uh, his lovely, gorgeous, beautiful wife um, was. Uh, almost close to a uh, an Emmy Award performance there um, when she started crying. There, she was a little convincing there. And I, when the Mrs. Music uh, hit and he came from the other side, of course, I knew it was going to be a ruse. But yeah, it just didn't, I don't know, uh, Vince, what, like you said, you couldn't make sense of it. I really couldn't either accept yeah, you know i mean the, the baby face figured it out but they got it to work anyway which made the baby face look like a moron yeah. and i mean and we're talking about edge here chris we're not talking about you, you know what i mean i just thought it made him look really stupid i i didn't understand that i didn't either yeah but he uh, came from the mist came from behind him right he, he when they when they started um mrs music they looked at the area where they come yeah, down which is right normal from. yeah right so his back was yeah. turned so right. in a way that was brilliant planning by the miss to you know hit my music and then come out from behind him chris so, first first ddp now built bill out there we're, we're, uh, chris, come on chris what are we doing here mr rap and, and here's another thing i want to say i've said for a thousand times uh, Mr. Raptor, Maurice, I think Maurice has such a beautiful face. She's got a good bro. They slap so much makeup on her tonight. Oh, I, I know thinking, she doesn't need it. Yeah, stop. You don't need that. The woman's got a beautiful face, Mr. Raptor. Mm-hmm. And she had so much makeup on tonight. Come on. That's yeah, no, I know. I, I, I agree with that. And uh, yeah. as we used to say in Queens, where I grew up, she's gorgeous. Absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Tiny but, Tim, when you met him, didn't have that much makeup on. Bro. Actually, it was close. Close. It, was close. <laughs> it really was. If you people don't know who Tiny Tim is, Google Tiny Tim yes, sings please. Tiptoe Through the Tulips. I idol. Will... I idol. Very I got nice. nice. on with the show, Chris. Hey, listen. Again, uh, I think people are enjoying it. So I, I, I know... <laughs> Listen, I, I know uh, how the, when to steer the ship, and I know when to just let it coast. Well, I, I've been right. close to her. I did some several YouTube interviews with her last year. Not last year, a few years ago. And uh, she was just drop-dead gorgeous. She's got beautiful. a beautiful face. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, and her personality is wonderful, too. Yeah, very nice. She's got that cute French-Canadian yeah. or French uh, yeah. uh, charm about her. Yeah. Oui, oui. Absolutely. Je parle exactly. français. Rene Goulet. Rene Goulet. Go ahead. Rene Goulet. There you go. <laughs> That's all the French you know. <laughs> Rene Goulet. Uh, Bianca Belair 
uh, defeats Dewdrop, uh, something else we called uh, uh, Vince Russo. So this is a trilogy of matches in order to get Bianca Belair uh, over. I I knew that they're going. They're building up to the finish spot. Can she lift up Dewdrop? I wish they would have put more weeks into this and actually did this at the pay per view. I think that would have been a better thing than just do a big, you know, jumble of matches. I think that big finish spot, can she lift her up? I think it was diluted because of the many matches. What do you think, Vince? If it were me, if it were me. Hold on, let me uh, uh, let me go to Vince first. Let me go to Vince first. Okay. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you, Chris, because you know, Mr. Raptor, the great historian, will tell you we built it, throughout history you've built up some huge slams i yes. mean remember when they built up That's the right. andre hulk remember when john yeah. stud was carrying around i think it was ten thousand dollar payoff yep. so yeah bro I, I'm, I'm with you one thousand percent chris I, and i would have gone beyond the pay-per-view you really could have built this thing up to make it mean something but yeah yes. i think uh, i think they did it prematurely yeah bill if it was if it were you if it, no, if it were me, this wouldn't have happened at all. To me, Dewdrop would be one of the best fan favorite jolly girls that ever came to WWE. She's got a terrific personality. Uh, the fans could adore her and love her. And she should be a friend of Bianca Belair's against all the evil girls there. And I would take uh, another person who's on the show we can talk about later. I would take Otis and make Otis her boyfriend. They could be the cutest couple in the entire world. <laughs> now, Mr. Apter, let me ask you a question. Uh, Mr. Apter, how long have you been married? Well, you talking about both marriages together? Uh, no, the current marriage. The current marriage, 36 years. And what's your wife? Would you mind mentioning your wife's name? The lovely. I keep her out of this thing. Let's say it's. Uh, the lovely Mrs. Mrs. Apter. Okay, well, well, I'm trying to come up with a ring name for her. Okay. Uh, uh, We'll call her uh, Penelope. Penelope. That's my dog name. The lovely Penelope. Penelope. Even though you've married for married for 36 years, when you watch uh Do Wait, hold on. It was how many? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. When you watch Dewdrop, are you looking for a spillage? Because she's she's borderline spillage, like everywhere. Like one of those things is is coming out. One of these. Are you looking for that, Miss? Oh, it almost happened tonight. So you when, are looking. You so the answer, Bianca, yes. Bianca went on top of her and covered the two things there. So the answer is: yes. Is that okay with uh, Mrs. Apter? We we do, we don't have that kind of a relationship. Yeah, there's no. So it's okay no. that you're yeah, looking for spillage. Fine. Okay. It's now fine. let me ask you another question, Mr. Apter. If I'm not you, looking for the jugs personally. If you I'm are an old school, I always, I'm a guy. Good for you. Well, let me give him applause for that, Mr. Rapp. <laughs> right, can I ask you another simple question? Now, before you I get one one chorus before I get uh, one chorus about Dewdrop. She's a lady. Oh, there you go. She's a lady <laughs> talking about. I, right, Mr. Rapp, can I ask you another question? One of my go-to songs, by the way. Yes, you've seen great, great great heels in your lifetime you've interviewed billions of them. rule breakers yes rule. mr after can I, ask, can I ask you a a simple question whatever you want that's why i'm here if you're wrestling bianca belair and you're oh. a and you're a heel and you've got her down aren't you just tying her her hair aren't you just tying that to the to the rope 
and just keeping her down and just keep putting the boot. Aren't you tying that? Why is nobody tying her hair up to the rope? Because they'll get disqualified. But they're heels. And then they lose the match. She's we got DDP light. We got DDP light. How, how are you? How and are of you? Course how you loser, they don't you get the, of course, as a loser, they don't get paid as much. Why would that be a disqualification? How is it a DQ? What's that? Why would that, that be a DQ? disqualification? Why? Well, you, you're taking part of, you're not break. It's part of her body. So you have a four or five count to break the hold. Would you mind giving me the number of that rule? What is the, in the rule book, what number is that? It varies. It's, it's supposed to be a four. But some referees do go to five before they, uh, before they'll actually disqualify, or they'll push the the uh, the good guy off, and uh, yeah. But I, I do agree with you, Chris. They definitely could have built to that and made it something really big. Oh I yeah, think. no, no. That, that this was premature. This was a giveaway match on TV where they could have made this. Uh, you know, they started putting Dewdrop over really well as a as a as a, a good girl as a baby face. Right. There, they really did, and then all of a sudden, they just totally did it a whole 360. And I didn't get it because I was really enjoying her ring performances. Yeah. I think the turn and, didn't make and, sense. And they show, they show the fans in the crowd, yeah. and the fans yeah. were loving her. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, so well, the fans are loving you, so we're gonna make you a heel. Yeah, huh? The turn, the turn didn't make sense. The turn was they all were backstage, and Dewdrop out of everybody was mad that Bianca Belair got title shots before yeah. but she earned it because she won the royal rumble so it's like the, the the reasoning behind the turn didn't make sense it was premature she spent all that time we, we've talked even talked about this on the show before she got all that time with even marie being just you know bullied and all that she broke out of that that's even a bigger reason to be a baby mm -hmm. face and just uh, attract the, the young people to have that positive message. So that's yeah, look, what they, look what they could have done with all the merchandising mm -hmm. on her. Yeah. Seriously. Absolutely. I mean, they, they could have made a fortune on, on merchandising with, with her. Now everybody's like, Oh, her again. It's terrible. She's, she's a really good performer. Yeah. So the word is that uh, they, uh, WWE got the Piper Niven um, name, her, her original name. Uh, and they are probably going to bring back the Piper Niven uh, character. So it seems like this is uh, the end of Dewdrop. That who knows the Piper Niven character? You know what I'm saying? I agree. The majority yeah, of I agree. Wrestling fans know the Piper Niven character. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. I mean, hardcore ones who followed her, you know, indie career and NXT UK and things like that. But no, I mean, like the hardcore as as, fans and they, yeah. most of them are not. Fans of sports entertainment. Yeah, yeah. So as far as as far as casual fans, no one no one knows that. So yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Finn Balor defeating Austin Theory. Uh, Bill, after your thoughts on this, who's who gets over? Balor wins, but eventually Theory gets his uh, his his win back. Yeah, by attacking him uh, backstage and having another yeah. one of those uh, uh, non heard things with uh, Vince who was writing nothing on a sheet of paper um, and see again that's too obvious I would have been able, been able to see him write his name down and tear it up or erase it or something um, I like the first few weeks that I saw Austin Theory with this whole gimmick with the uh, uh, with the selfies mm -hmm. 
Uh, I liked it. I really thought that they were going someplace with this, but I think they're not moving him up to another level. They're keeping him where it is. So it's the same thing every week at this point. So the the loss, what's it going to do? It gets Mr. McMahon angry at him, but what's, where are they going with this? Yeah. Is that going to be his son? And then Shane comes back and says, what are you doing? That's my father. I actually okay. wouldn't be opposed to that. Shane versus Theory at WrestleMania. There's your Shane spot. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, really. The uh, yeah. the person who wins loses the match um, is Vince's son. There you go. I think that gimmick is uh, uh, dead and gone. But uh, I'm, I'm going to do my Austin Theory right now. Smile. There you go. Gotcha. <laughs> Vince. Finn Balor, awesome theory. Chris, Chris everything, everything on this show is just getting so prolonged and drawn out. And and here's what they don't understand, bro. Nobody cares. Like nobody, we don't care. Nobody cares about any of this. And it just, it's getting drawn out so they could fill their three hours, you know, every week. You know, Bill, I, I, I said this all along because I was in that spot and I was writing this show. Yeah. Bill, the, here's the problem. The, the, the structure is broken. Vince McMahon is still basically writing this show and he literally is writing and rewriting and ripping up things the day of. Mm -hmm. So there's no planning because there's no planning. They're not developing characters and they're not developing stories outside of the ring because that takes planning bro when you're when you're gonna do a uh of uh austin breaks into brian pillman's house and the thousands of other vignettes and stories that have been told that stuff takes planning when you're writing this show the day of because the structure of creative is completely broken Chris, we're seeing this every week. It's ring, 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 ring. Everything takes place within the ring, within the body of some kind of a match or attack. So, you know, now by the time you get to the pay-per-view, it's been so repetitive and you've seen so many different looks that by the time you get to, you know, day one, Nobody cares. And that's because they're not doing things outside of the ring. That's the problem. I agree. It doesn't take much. For me, it it doesn't doesn't. take much because I remember the the feud between the Ultimate Warrior and Papa Shango back in the early 90s, right? And, you know, it was one of those things where uh, the Ultimate Warrior was a couple couple big ones during the feud. Ultimate Warrior beats Enhancement Talent. He celebrates on the apron. Papa Shango comes out, you know, and he he does this little spell. And all of a sudden, the, under, the Ultimate Warrior, his side is hurting, and he falls down, and he has to get, you know, he has to get medical attention. And then, of course, we, you know, many people remember the the goo segment, right? He's he's uh, he's interviewing with uh, I think it was Gene Oakland at the time, and he's talking all oh, the power of the Warriors, right? All of a sudden. The black goo comes down, yeah, yeah. and he's like, "Warriors, warriors!" And I remember, like, "Oh my gosh, like this is, this is crazy, man!" He's put all these spells on this guy, 
and that was a way to build the Undertaker. I mean, not the Undertaker, but the Ultimate Warrior as a babyface. And it didn't take one time them touching each other. It didn't take one time them having a match. It and it, it it didn't even make the match really relevant. I mean, and like to me, it was like the story was so riveting that they could have done wrist locks and a finishing move, and it still would have <laughs> it still would have made sense if Ultimate Warrior would have right, won, sure. which he did. Because that, I, that's I just, how you build a story. I just wrote a column for Sports Kida tonight. Uh, about a, uh, a veteran wrestler who used to do the leg drop all the time. Mm, and maybe you have to go back to move forward and you need someone back from those days who doesn't need himself to get over anymore because mm. he can't work in the ring anymore. And maybe to fine tune what's going on currently. Well, here's how I would fine tune this because this is what we did and it worked. And Maybe the and the fans today probably have never seen this, or maybe to take a character like an Austin Theory and put some sort of an old school idea behind what they're doing right now mm -hmm. to bring him up. Yep, yes, indeed. I think you need to go back to go forward. I really I do. agree. I agree. And you can catch that uh, column on sportskita.com. Just go to the Bill After profile. And it'll take you right to the story. It was put up about two hours ago. And follow his profile too, by the way. Well, thank uh, you. I appreciate well, that. Absolutely. <laughs> Very nice. I have, uh, uh, I have to run. Uh, I have a. I actually have a twelve a midnight meeting with someone from my day gig nice. that I have to nice. go to. Um, but before we go, um, I did want to discuss uh, Omas and AJ Styles. The comparison with uh, you know Omas and uh, Andre the Giant. Uh, it was very well put by whoever had the Miz say that he's not another Andre the Giant. He's mm -hmm. the first Omos mm -hmm. because you cannot compare him I, with Andre the Giant. You yes, can't compare indeed. anyone with Andre the Giant. He's the eighth one the world for a reason. Bill After. Yeah, yeah, so, after um, and after one wrestling. And you've got a book, right? Didn't you, didn't you write a book? You know, I've got to ask you a question. Is uh, wrestling fixed? Hmm. That's a good question. What do you got? What do you got, Bill? What do you think? You don't know the name of the book by with six and a half. I didn't years? think it was broken. Read the book. I, <laughs> I didn't know, know it was, it was broken. broken. <laughs> I got more compliments. That real quick. The the true story. There was a kid. I was shooting a, a match in Marietta, Georgia, between Abdullah the Butcher and uh, Mister Wrestling Number Two. And a little kid comes over me. He said, Mister. You you taking pictures of two and Abdullah, and if that would that match fixed? And I just didn't even think. I said I didn't know it was broken. And his father said, "That's right, son. You can't fix what." So when ECW Press was going to publish my book, the bill after I said, "No, no, no. It needs to be something catchy. It needs to be a catchphrase." And they loved the title right away. And I said, "I want the book cover to scream out like an old magazine." That's awesome. I don't nice. want it to be flat. So, but no, That's thank great. you. I appreciate the, the plug. And I still um, uh, have my YouTube channel, uh, BillAfter.com or OneWrestlingVideo.com. And I'd really love to do this uh, again. I'm trying to make the rounds once a month on all the Sports Kida video shows. And I would love to come back here. We'd love to have you back, Bill. Yeah, I got to bring you on some of my shows, man. You got We got to talk, man. I got to bring you on some of my shows. 
Oh, let's do it. But I want to, when are we doing the singing night? We're, we're, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to DM you. We're going to set that up. Wow. Yes. All right. And you know, I do a lot of Barry Manilow. Yeah, that's, I, I know every Barry Manilow song. Do you really? We're two ships that pass through the night. And we smile and we say it's all right. Let's just get the door. Still here. It's just that we're out of sight. Like Like those ships ships that pass through Do you know that that was written in my... He rarely ever sang that in concert. Because he had a broken family, and that was about his father. I did not know. He didn't that. know until he was older. I love that. Yeah. Very I'm much. a fan of Lope. Yeah. So huge. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, thank you all. God bless, Mr. Raptor. For uh, uh, letting me uh, be part of this. God bless. And uh, I'll see you at the matches eventually. You are very a national nice. treasure. And so are, so are all of you. I really Lucky appreciate man. it. Thank you, Bill. And I'm right. looking to see how to get out of here. <laughs> I'll uh, kick you out. Still the leaf studio, <laughs> thank you, everybody. And thank Love you, everybody me. who's watching. All right, Bill. Always a Love pleasure, man. Bye-bye. Yes. yes. Bro, he really is a national treasure. I say he that is. all the time. I don't think people understand. Like, he is a national treasure. I mean, uh, to, uh, you know, to ha- still have Bill Apter around is a gift, man. It is, man, absolutely. And as many as long as he's been in the business, and uh, <clears throat> I've had several conversations with after, but even before I start writing for for Sports Kita, um, I've, the I've been a journalist for uh, ten or so years now, and I've had conversations years ago with Bill After, and he gave me some some awesome tools. I met him for the first time in person, uh, WrestleMania thirty. Three in Orlando. Uh, I was doing media for the Hall of Fame. We were both on the floor, and uh, we met each other for the first time after talking on the phone a bunch of times before that, and uh, had a great, great conversation. And uh, great guy, man. I, yeah, uh, I love him. I, I love like the guy. guy. Yeah, he's an awesome dude. Yep. All right. Well, Vince Russo, it's time to turn gimmicks into gimmick aid. Um, your thoughts on AJ and Omos's breakup? I told you that they were going to break up, and that AJ was going to be the babyface. I called this one out too, Vince. What do you think, Chris? I hate to say this. I just hate to say this, and I think it goes back to what you said about you know Bianca Belair and the press, and we could have built that up, bro. Just the way they're doing these things, there's not enough of a bill. There's not enough stock. There's not enough story. There's not enough involvement to make anybody care. I'm going to throw a perfect example of you at you, Chris, because they've done it before a million times. Okay. The rockers on the set of the barber shop. Mm-hmm. That's an oh my god moment. You know, I, I'll go back further. You know, Spiro Sarion shoving the, the feathers down the throat of Chief J. Strongbow is part. I was traumatized as a kid. You've Zabisco got to, turning on San Martino. Yes, Zabisco, you've got to make it mean something. This yep. is not AJ's fault. This is not 
Almas's fault, but doctor, I'm going to ask you, what have they done in this relationship to make me care about this breakup? I, there's, there, there is no emotional attachment for me whatsoever. 100%. And then 100%. Chris, exactly. Now you're going back to do drop. Okay, bro. So we do this and next week's the match. Right. What? Yeah. No build. No build. What happened to the saga? What happened to the episodic feel? I, I say this all the time, Vince. You, you can't what? write it the day of, you Chris. Can't. You can't. You can't create that the day of. Yes, I agree, hundred percent. You can't. I mean, it has to be a saga. I have to be into the story arc, whatever it is. And there's no story that was built around this breakup. Nothing, it just bro. for the past couple of weeks that they kind of tease it and all of a sudden they break up. That's not a good way to turn AJ babyface again. I just that's just not a way to do it. There has to be some type of you know story that comes week after week. You build this thing up, and the more you build it up, the more AJ has that underdog feel to him. And then even in this segment, AJ was getting his, his some licks in, and then Omos just kind of holds him and chokes him up, and then he slams him, and that that was that was the end of the segment. I mean, where where do you go from that? You know, bro, you got to understand. I worked with AJ for a decade. Nobody loves this guy more than I do. I should have some type of connection right. to that's my boy. Bro, right. I believe it or not, I managed AJ at one point. I went me and my wife actually went to church with AJ and his wife. I love this kid. Love it. And I've got no emo that, that's not his fault. Yeah. Why do I care about this? And in the matches next, why do I care, bro? Yeah. And it doesn't even like make it seem like it doesn't make the turn seem um, just riveting, like just engaging because it didn't seem like AJ even wanted to turn because he still wanted to tag with Omos and he wanted to tag him in, but Omos for some reason didn't want to tag him in. So all of a sudden, then he gets mad, which is more of a heel move. So Omos is kind of playing the baby face. And then when he beats him up, he's kind of playing the heel. It's just so inconsistent. God, bro, I go back. Remember the superpowers, bro? Absolutely. Remember the way, like, my God, what what stakes and what, like, oh, my. I swear to God, Chris, sometimes it blows my mind because you got a lot of the same people there. You got the Pritchards there. You, you Heyman. You got Vince. It Sometimes it blows my mind because I always ask the question, do you not remember what brought you to the dance? Right. How how have you forgotten all these great masterful things you've done in the past? How have you forgotten that, bro? Like a simple turn. Like a simple turn, Vince. You can't simply you can't even do a simple turn nowadays. That's what boggles my mind. It's just makes no sense and it's just like Andre is like again. I go back to Hogan Andre. Andre was a babyface for 15 years, headlining shows everywhere, doing battle royals, holding up people, you know, with his arms, with his big curly fro. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, he gets upset that Hogan has this big, 
you know, award and he gets a small reward. Then he gets this weasel talking to him like, man, you don't deserve that. He gets Bobby Heenan on his side. All of a sudden he rips Hogan's chain and Hogan's like, not like this, brother. I'm into the story. It makes sense of why Andre's like, I've been achieving all these things for all these years. You come in and you get this title and you get, uh, yeah, I do kind of feel some type of way about that. Yeah. And that's a again, you don't need a lot of physicality involved in that. It this whole that whole thing that was months in the in yep. the making. Yep. And that ended the 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 payoff was a slam, Vince. Yep. That yep. that's how riveting yep. going before the match was. It the payoff was a slam. And that alone is like, yeah, okay, you did something right with bringing us to the dance to bringing us to that moment where he just simply slammed them. Nowadays. I mean, what's a slam is a super kick, a, a Canadian destroyer, a, you know, a plancha where someone's holding up. Like it doesn't less is more. I'm, I'm a psychology doctor and less is more most of the time Vince. Yep. And it's all you, you're kind of building up these things now that nothing's good enough because you've built up to super kicks and planches from you know from the rafters and all that now you don't know what to do <laughs> now now it's just like uh i'm just kind of like it's you know, not a blank well, i don't know what to do i i gotta tell you something man it's like you know in my time in working with him uh you know Hulk and I had our ups and downs, and I think Eric had a lot to do with that, to be honest with you. I, I really believe that. But my point is, I swear to God, bro, the more and more I watch every Monday night, the more and more and more I understand how great Hulk was. Mm. I, when, when you look at Hulk Hogan now, and if you go back and look, and you look at today's, th this guy... His legacy is getting greater and greater and greater and greater with him doing absolutely nothing because, bro, you know, and I'm sure he had a lot to do with his character. I know he did when I worked with him. He was very, very protective. I mean, and sometimes it was difficult to work with, but he was protecting his character, bro. Yeah. And when you look at that character and you look at today's wrestling Bro, I mean, my God, like it, it, it is night and day, man. Sure. Yeah. And it's, I, I just, like I said, I don't know. I, I understand Vince is getting older. Bruce is younger than me. Have you forgotten the formula here? And bro, don't tell me the formula doesn't work. Don't tell me the formula doesn't work in 2021. You guys can't even stay claim to that because you're not trying it. Correct. You're not trying it, bro. It, it, it's it's non-existent. Yeah. And you just keep every single one of these feuds. I'm just sitting here saying, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I mean, Chris, I remember, man, bro, because my son was born on that day. And, bro, I was, uh, you know, I, I was I was in my, you know, late 20s. Chris, I remember when Savage beat Steamboat, when Steamboat beat Savage at WrestleMania. Bro, a couple of weeks later, 
they had a steel cage match in Madison Square Garden. I was an adult. I could not wait to go to see that match. Bro, they were cutting the promos behind the cage. And, like, Savage was, like, crawling up oh, that cage. It. I'm like, bro, I I was, like, a 28-year-old. I got to go see this. Yeah. Bro, it, this has nothing to do with my age and this and that. I was a grown-ass man. <laughs> I'm watching every – there's nothing that – why do I care? Ed, Edge is a huge star. You know, I had yeah. the privilege of working with him when he just broke in. Mm-hmm. Why do I care about Edge and Miz? Why Agreed. do I care? Yeah. And, I, and, again, just the simplest things. I remember back in the 90s when they would have, like, the – just kind of like the, the, the promos, kind of like the pre-show promos. And someone like uh, Earthquake, like John Tenta, for instance, like he's just doing this, yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and Jimmy Hart's like doing a lot of the talk and he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, he didn't even have to do anything. He's just no. kind of going back and forth, the Ricker scale, the trimmers and things like that. And it made his character just doing that. Yeah, It made his character like, oh man, like Hogan might, this might be the one yep. who takes out yep. Hogan. You know yep. what I mean? Like that's that's basically what the what the heels were in the 80s and early 90s. Like, oh, wait a minute. Here comes Earthquake. He might take out Hogan. Here comes Stud. He might be the one. Here yep. co- I, okay, Andre might be the one. You know what I mean? And that's how it was back in the day. And 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 now, bro, you got to think for a second before you even remember who the champ is. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because they're coming out first. I mean that's that's why they, they they don't feel different. They don't feel better. They don't feel other than you know. What I mean that's that's the thing. I, like when we the the tag match, the first out, out of all the four, the first person that came that come out was Big E, the champion. And I was like, see, I don't like that. You yeah. that's you have yeah. to protect your characters. Yeah. Big E should be the last person to come out because he's the champ it should be focused on him and he's lost in the shadows because everybody else is coming out after him. Just as simple, simple as that. Uh, We have, uh, we, we talked about uh, Finn Balor, um, uh, Orton and and Gable. uh, So they're building up the RKO on, on, uh, Otis. So that's, that's the big buildup with that. Yeah. Well, what, what buildup it's next week. Yeah, yeah. I was he, thinking he, the exact he same thing. He couldn't hit him with the RKO this week. Next week, bro. Next week, exactly. Like, I was thinking the same, God, the same thing. Bro, it's like holy. This is paint by numbers, man. Yes, yes. It's so funny you said that. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, okay. So, so there's something to build to. Will he hit the RKO next week on Raw? I just. Why do you do that? I, I just don't understand it. Why, why so? Why so microwave? You you got to put this thing in the oven, man. Let it let it cook. Uh, next we have uh, Ziggler and Priest. This contenders match. Why well, don't get the contenders match? God called it. Joey, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. Time out! Time out! Time out! Joey! Time out! Joey! We are not. I don't care how long Mr. Raptor was on this show. We are not flying past that 24-7 segment. Oh, I missed it, man. I might might have dozed off. Oh, Dude, I I kid you not. I was usually here in my office watching, doing something else so I don't fall asleep. My wife 
she wanted to watch. She just she just wanted to watch TV with me. She wanted to spend time with me. She was willing to watch wrestling oh, to spend time God, with bless me. Bless her heart. Bless her. That's heart. a big deal. And uh, so I kid you not, Vince. She couldn't get past half of it. Nine thirty, she was out. And she doesn't go to sleep that early. She was she was out at nine thirty. Bro, and, this. And so yeah, I, I, there was a couple times where I was just I just dozed off because I, I wasn't doing anything, but on my phone, and I was just like. Oh man, I'm, I'm, I need to do uh, yeah. something here. So I this, missed it, man. This 24 7 was so bad, bro. It was like a winter wonderland and mm. uh, it, but, but just horrible, horrible, horrible. What happened? Horrible. Oh my God. Tamina was on the scene again, and Tamina and Dana Brooke wind up getting into it. And, you know, they were on a like some kind of set, like when you go to see Santa, there's trees and and icicles. And it was, bro, it's horrible. It's just horrible, man. It's just horrible. Wow. Was that, that was, so that was before Ziggler and Priest? Right before it. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, this contenders match. So Ziggler wins by count out, meaning that he's going to get a UI United States Championship at day one. No. Next week overall, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you, you know what I hate more than anything? He 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 is I, I swear to God, you talk about just insulting in me. Ziggler's been a wrestler for God knows how long. So now Damian Priest makes the scary face. And Ziggler's running away from him. Yeah. But I always say this all the time. Don't don't give me a baby face heel baloney. Why are you becoming a professional wrestler if you're gonna run away from a you really should be getting in another profession? <laughs> you know, you're you're a professional wrestler because you're gonna be wrestling and fighting these people. You make the decision to get into wrestling only to run away from people that make scary faces. Bro, come on. You what are you wearing those scary faces? And man. we call this last week too, bro, because Damian Priest wrestled rude. And we said next week he's wrestling Zay. We we yeah. said it, bro. Yeah, it's predictable, man. I, I don't understand the concept of the contenders matches. When I watched wrestling, it was contenders matches between two people yep. that weren't the champion to face the champion because the yep. champion's above. They should be reaching for the champion, not going against them to beat them to go against them again. There's so, there's plenty of people backstage to have these contenders matches without actually having a champion. It's not a contenders match. It's a it's a person who may be a contender if they beat the champion match. It doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't. The logic is is horrible. Beating the that just goes to show how 50-50 it is nowadays. You have to beat the champion in order to win the championship. Why didn't you just win the championship then? That's right. just, that just doesn't make sense to me. Right. Like yeah. if so many times like this was a count out so it was a different different deal. But there's so many times that people act like for instance on SmackDown, the New Day beat the Usos. Pinned them. Pinned, pinned them. I loved the I loved the New Day. They're my favorite tag team. But they were in. The, they was like, okay, we're we're going to go against each other in day one. But let's go against each other tonight. And they just beat them clean. And I'm like, why don't you just win the championships then? I just yeah. that just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. You got to You got to separate the champions, man. Yeah. Again, we talk about this all the time when it comes to MMA. That's like me beating 
the MMA champion and I'm ranked like number four or three and I'm just like, oh, I'll just go against the champion tonight. Yeah. Let, let's just bill it as that. If I beat him, I just beat him. I yeah. don't get the title. That just yeah. doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah. Now we got uh, – we talked about the Finn Balor being attacked by Austin Theory and then <laughs> your segment, Vince McMahon and Austin Theory again. He, he, and he goes and, – and that all leads to a rematch, Vince, between Theory and Balor. That's that's what we get from yeah. this. And bro, and th- think think about the Vince McMahon character we once knew. Yeah. Now you're gonna give this guy another chance to prove himself when you got a locker room of a hundred guys. Like, right. why? Yeah. Why? And he lost clean. I mean, there wasn't anything like it wasn't screwy. It wasn't the the ref got distracted. Anything. It, it was a clean win. So why are you giving him another shot? And he lost cleanly. There was nothing to stop them. And so it just doesn't make sense to me at all. And then then we go back to the pencil thing. Like, like what's what's this pencil giving? He was erasing like nothing. Yeah. He just like bro, I don't just, know. Bro, listen, let, let let's be honest. He's way too old for the storyline to be like Austin Theory's my son. If yeah. you would have had to have Austin when he was like 55, yeah. like th- that ain't happening. So I don't I, I don't know. I don't know where we're going with this, bro. Yeah, I don't know either. And even if he beats, like, for instance, next week, if Austin Theory beats Finn Balor, what does that even mean nowadays? Oh, like, he is the Finn Balor hasn't been built for uh, Austin Theory beating him to even mean anything. That means we could uh, drag the demon back out and stretch oh, it out yeah. another three that months. Means we bro. Can drag the demon back out, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here. I could not. I'm going higher and higher yes. and higher in my volume. I'm like, will you freaking speak <laughs> up, bro? Like, this is ridiculous. I heard a few things. He was, yeah, you know. I like her because I like to fire people during during Christmas. It makes me feel really, really good. They're like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, bro, I don't. Maybe we're just not getting the joke. I don't. Know. I, I guess not. I guess not, man. My bro, can guess. you imagine though if, as a shoot, like talent is meeting with this guy when with their their future and their livelihood, and they don't they they don't understand what he's saying, right? Yeah, that's you can't that's probably you why can't we got raw that looks like it does now. Bro, you can't keep saying what? What? Like you right. can't like you can't keep doing that to you can't do that once with Vince. Oh my god, bro. That's <laughs> what do you mean what? I said yeah. <laughs> You don't hear what I'm saying? <laughs> oh man, bro. Uh, some people were making uh, good points there. Austin actually could be Shane's son. That's how- <laughs> yeah, he could. He legitimately could. So maybe so he's Vince's yeah. grandson now. There you go, grandson. No. Yeah, he's his there grandson. Okay. Yeah, Very nice. bring, that's why you bring it change back. He, he gets. Yeah. He gets. Yeah, he gets a majority. St- he gets a minority stake or something like that. Yeah, because yeah, Shane was born in seventy, I believe, right? And so yeah, he's. Shane's 51, I believe. So, yeah, yeah. the theory's like 26 or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, he can he can be a son. Yeah. Uh, Austin Theory is 20, uh, 24. Yeah. Yeah. So, Shane would have had him at uh, 
27. 26, 26 years old, man. Yeah. So 20, 20, 27. I think Shane was born. Uh, I don't remember. I don't know what month it was. So 26, 27. He was born in, yeah, January of 70. So he, yeah. he, he would have been, uh, he would have been 27. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Now we have uh, the cutting edge. Uh, we talked about that with the Maurice segment. And uh, then. <clears throat> I didn't see the 24-7 segment. But what I did see, Vince, he's not just my future. <laughs> bro, bro, somebody said, I don't know if they were ribbing me or not, somebody said they've shown the vignette 11 times. Bro, someone gave me a um, a screenshot count of on Twitter, and they tagged me on there. And... They tag me up the, all the times that they've shown um, the times the, the plugging him to come. Yeah. Somebody so, said it was 11 times. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> crazy. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, he's not just my future. He's not just your future. Fairmahan is our future. Bro, I don't understand. Like, who. Who is saying, okay, we we couldn't get gender over, but we're gonna get this guy over? Why? What 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 didn't gender have that you couldn't get him over, but this guy you're gonna get over? Tell me what 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 what? And what's tainted, uh, and what's what's so tainted. It's that the fact when he was veer and shanky and cranky with Jinder Mahal, like no one knew that. Like that's forget it. Like everybody's just going to forget the fact that he was just basically a, a job guy teaming up with Jinder Mahal and shanky and cranky and being in raw underground and being like the, the fall boy for, you know, for Jinder Mahal. We just forget all of that. But that means nothing. I don't know, bro. But well, one thing we do know, Vermont yes. is coming to Raw. Yes. Where's my uh, where's my applause, man? Where's my hold this on, is yeah, awesome? On, let me where's give my you, you deserve let me it? Give, hold on, here you go. <laughs> there, oh. <laughs> there you go, Chris. All right, all right. Here, listen, we got to do it again. All right, I'm about to give him a big plug, and after I'm done, give him the crickets. All right, go ahead, go ahead. Next week, two days after Christmas, season's greetings, because this man is coming to Raw. He's fair, Mahana. Um, Rhea Ripley defeats Queen Zelina. Another thing, another match that we've seen at nauseum, man. That just really doesn't put anybody over. And Rhea again, lost she, this week, she won this. Uh, Rhea Ripley may be the most wasted talent on this. Oh, show. yes, she's oh a one thing she's got to work on, though, bro. That I, that I hate what she does. She telegraphs everything. She does. Hey, like she sets up way too yeah. early. She does a clothesline. Yeah. It's just yeah, like, it's, uh, yeah. it's yeah. But um, 
but she's a beast, bro. Like, I'm sorry. Like, she, she totally, totally, totally miscasted being wasted. I 100% agree. I mean, she's she's incredible. And I think, you know, losing last week, winning this week, I just, what in the world does that do with her character? And they're saying, okay, well, she won this week because Nikki A.S.H. isn't there. So does that oh, mean oh, Nikki no, turns? No. She turns? Oh no! No another another breakup, bro. For yeah, us another to be breakup. anticipating. Oh, yeah. I can't wait! I can't. They had wait, what bro. three breakup segments last week, and so like they had one officially. They had three breakup teases last week. Yeah, and now they kind of teased Lashley and uh, MVP too. Yeah, there was yep. a tease, and then they did the official with AJ and Omos. Yeah, and then they teased Rhea and Nikki. So that's three. That's three teases or three yeah. breakup segments again. So. Yeah. Next, we have um, Liv Morgan. Man, that I literally dozed off on this promo. Oh my, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, I I swear to God, bro. Like, I I there are so many of these segments where they're eating up so much time and nothing is said. Yeah. Like, absolutely nothing is said, man. This was a horrible horrible job of building like i just stuff like this has to be rehearsed fence i mean yeah. you can't have confidence because i mean i i'm really pulling for live but there's nothing of her first spot in the main event all right so you really have to spend a lot of time grooming her doing a lot of promo classes because she her mic work is very weak. She has the look. She has the potential. Good moveset in the ring. Solid performer as far as in the ring. But just her character, though. She does the little tear rhinestones thing. I don't understand that. I just the 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 who is she? Like who is Liv Morgan? What's her what's her gimmick, Vince? And then, bro, like it it's so that that one scene that they showed from SmackDown. So they set it up, bro, that this is Becky's gym. Right. So this is Becky's home gym, like going into Ohio State, bro, going into their arena. You go. So, bro, she's going into Becky's arena with all Becky's students and all Becky's people there. She's going to catch everybody by surprise and attack Becky in her yard. Yep. But before she does anything, she's going to stand there for 10 seconds and nobody's going to do a damn thing yeah. while she's holding a can. Like, what? What? What, bro? Bro, can you imagine me jumping you at your house and all your friends are over? You got a house full of people. Yeah. And I decide, I'm, I'm going to walk in Dr. Chris's house. I'm going to stand there. All yeah. his friends are going to be there. Yeah. I, I'm going to have a baseball bat in my hand. And I'm just going to wait till he's the, the freaking logic, bro, yeah. of anything they do. Bro, again, I'm just putting myself in the shoes of the producer. If I'm the producer, that's what I'm saying. Wait a minute. She's entering Becky's house yeah. with all Becky's people with a weapon. Yes. And she's just going to stand there. Like, do you know how yeah. illogical that whole thing is, bro? Everybody, there's female uh, train trainees there. They're just like, oh wow, 
wow, like she's got a kendo stick too. They all should have just rallied up and take taking the kendo stick. But so, no, we'll just so let her freaking illogical. Yeah, bro. we'll just let her it's beat so, up on yeah. our teacher, you know, our trainer. Yeah. Uh last we have Biggie and lastly defeating Owens and Rollins, and then uh then lastly gets jumped. What's up with baby facing uh Lastly, nowadays, what, what's up with that, man? They make they're going to make him the new babyface. I guess so. I mean, that's what it feels like the last couple of weeks. It does. Why I though? I don't know. That's what I was just going to ask you. Why? Why? Why am I rooting for Bobby Lashley? Well, like, why? That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, you have a babyface. You have Biggie. Use what you have correctly. Yeah. Like, why would if? Why would we think that the WWE is going to book? another baby face right if the baby face with a ton of charisma way more charisma than biggie than bobby lassley has you book him wrong it seems like there's more meat on the bone yeah to big to to book biggie right because of his charisma than to be uh book a mvp less baby face bobby lassley now i like lassley as a face but i think that there's a lot more work to do that you have to spend some more time on that WWE doesn't have the patience to build. And bro, and what else? Okay. And what else are we teasing? We're teasing something between Owens and Rollins, right? Same exact. I I mean, the same exact thing, bro. Agreed, man. Yep. Agreed. Well, Vince Russo, um, uh, it's always a pleasure uh, doing these shows with you because you understand. You understand. You get it, Vince. And so, let the listeners know. But before we go, before we before we plug the brand, there's one more thing to plug. You ready? Get ready. Get ready. Coming to Raw. There. Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Doc, the people were buzzing me all week long about uh, them popping last week over you doing things. That's all all I was getting all week long. Like, that's all I was I got a lot of uh, tweets about uh, mumbling vents. You know, people say that my both mumbling vents and regular vents impressions are spot on. So, hey, uh, SK Nation, if you... If you want me to do more Vince McMahon impersonations, hey, you got to give the people what they want, you know. And so that's what we're going to do. More, more Vince McMahon. Listen, you're going to get a Vince McMahon impression every single week as long as Veer Mahan vignettes are going. And as long as he mumbles on Raw, you will get a Vince McMahon impression every single week. So there we go. Let them know about the uh, brand, my man. Yeah, guys, please. Speaking of Vince, man, I did my fourth, my fourth part of Vince versus Vince, bro. I'm giving you the whole history of me and Vince because I'm putting it to bed forever. And uh, I'm I'm working towards our last email exchange, which I, I can't wait to talk about because I think it's going to give you a lot of insight as to where this guy's head is with the way his company is right now and uh it's a really good series guys you could check that out man that's on uh patreon.com forward slash russo twc vince versus vince yeah and subscribe to your twitch too plug your twitch man i was uh 
looking at the uh while well, well, trying to go into it and i saw that i had to subscribe i was trying to get uh watch the uh, that's life i was on Twitter yeah. today. yeah yeah i do that's life every uh week that is the most important show on russo's brand but okay. yeah guys i i'm always on twitch man I, i'm always interacting with everybody on twitch i do karaoke on twitch that is twitch.tv forward slash vince russo live you guys yes catch me on here. Yes, twitch.tv forward slash Vince Russo live. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's Vince Russo. I'm Dr. Chris Featherstone. Or do you think we can, uh, can, 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 listen, what are the odds of us getting paged to bury something on that? <laughs> what are you, you think we can make that happen? Is there anything, one. We, bro, is there anything we're ever going to get that guy to bury? I think every week we should, like, bring somebody up just just to see. Like, like we'll just throw a name out there. Like, Veer, Ma- Veer Mahan? Veer Mahan. Veer, Veer Mahan. <laughs> bro, Veer Mahan. if he puts over Veer Mahan... <laughs> 24 7 segment there we go oh no bro yeah we got to try that we got to throw that in oh my god bro that's too much all right so everybody so everybody who's uh watching this right now catch us on thursdays vince uh ddp myself for the bro show uh every thursday night at 10 30 p.m eastern time and uh we're gonna we're gonna try we're gonna try we're gonna try to throw something out there for ddp yeah to bury because <laughs> he does not hold a shovel in his hand no uh, he's not. he's a he's a kind soul so yes yes all right ladies and gentlemen this is the legion of raw be sure to catch us thursday for the bro show bro hold on before we go i got my drum here we go ready Big finale, big finale. Here's the hype. I got my drum. Big finale. All right, here we go. Ready? Bro. Bro show. Bro. Bro show. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. Have a good night, everybody. Peace.